Give yourself the advantage by thinking beyond your handicap. That's right, this week we are going to talk about climbing a tree. Hopefully you will stay tuned to this wonderful episode where we will motivate every listener to not be hindered by what you can't do, but to find a way. You are listening to episode 43 of Season with Saw, the podcast Mastering Mondays. Hello and welcome again to this episode. I am laser focused. I thank God for this season um, that he has allowed me to be a part of. And we can all admit that not everything is perfect. And certainly we are amidst several crises in our country. Uh, But I just believe that a part of the answer to the crisis is everyone walking in their purpose and everyone understanding uh, the weight of being able to exist in this time uh, and in this season and what it means for our life, our ministry, our contribution, our role in our family, our role in our work. Um, I think that uh, if nothing else, this season um, should birth it should affirm, it should grow this sense of purpose um, that we all have. And I know that it's doing that because so many of my friends and contacts um, have had um, really great conversations with me about how they have discovered new parts of themselves that they did not even knew that was in them. They have taken the leap of faith to start new ventures and to really um, walk in God's intended purpose for their life. So this is a wonderful season and I'm glad that I am able to journey this journey with you. This week, um, I don't even know if this is the final episode or the final sort of uh, grouping of the Mastering Mondays piece, but it's Mastering Monday number five. And I want to um, talk about the word ingenuity, ingenuity. The word ingenuity uh, is defined according to Webster as the quality of being clever, original, and inventive. I want to inspire us all, or rather my focal point of this particular episode, is to remind us that we can give ourselves the advantage by thinking beyond our handicap. The podcast was actually really ironically um, inspired by my grandmother, and I love to tell this story that uh, every uh, Sunday morning, my family Um, gathers uh, via Zoom uh, to pray and to touch base with each other and see how everybody's doing. Uh, We do this cool thing where we end the call by asking everybody, like, what are you cooking today? Which is always, like, really funny because it's really, it's it's kind of about what everybody's cooking, but it also is about, like, um, how the role of food in our family and also in our culture and then also people's personalities and how they show up in what they are cooking and thinking about. So anyway, um, during this particular call, uh, my grandmother was talking about how she um, was going to be smothering some cabbage and she thought about smothering some squash. 
and she had been growing some squash in the backyard of her home. Uh, and she noticed that the squash, um, which typically, according to her, because I don't know about growing nothing, believe me, I, I got one plant at home, so pretty much strength, a present plant strength, right? Um, she talked about how um, she would notice that um, the squash would be like non-existent. Um, anyhow, she had witnessed this squirrel um, who had essentially been eating the squash. Um, and when she realized that the squash had been eaten by the squirrel, uh, she had my uncle move the pot where the squash was planted so that it was relatively inaccessible to the squirrel that she knew um, had been eating uh, the squash. So she is telling us about how um, she's on the phone with one of my auntie, one of my aunties, uh, sharing with her this experience with the squirrel. And while she's doing that, the squirrel reappears. And so she's walking us through like the squirrel trying to figure out like what happened to the squash that it had been benefiting from for all this time. So it's really confusing. And she said something that really like sparked my curiosity and like inspired me to like you know you know how it is like when you're like somebody says something and you start thinking about it and you're way off into your own world. She said that when the squirrel realized that it um, could not find the squash that it had been used to because it was not in the place that it generally was, that it climbed up a tree and, 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 and from a very high level looked down to kind of take inventory of what was going on, kind of to relook to say, now, I know that this squash was here. What could have happened to it? It went back to the original state for which it had, uh, I'm assuming, initially scoped out the squash and was like, I'm going to go back up here and I'm going to see um, if I can see what happened to that squash. And when she said that about the tree and the squirrel, um, it really sparked um, something in me because I was thinking about how that squirrel realized that if they were going to figure out how to get what they needed to survive, they had to kind of start over, right? Kind of had to climb up the tree and look out, look back down to kind of see what it was that it was looking for. And that made me think of Zacchaeus in the Bible. So this is a very unique story uh, with Zacchaeus in the Bible. Essentially, um, Zacchaeus is a publican, or we might call him a tax collector or um, a politician, if you will, an individual um, who was not well liked by the people in general. Um, but he had this interest in meeting Jesus. He was really interested in meeting Jesus. And the Bible says that the only thing standing really between him and Jesus was his height and a large crowd of people who also wanted to come into contact with Jesus. And so the Bible um, gives us to know that Zacchaeus, because he was short, because there was a large crowd, and because of who he was, he decided that he was going to climb a tree. And the reason for climbing the tree was that if he climbed the tree, he would have a better vantage point with regard to him being able to reach his goal to see Jesus. Well, I thought about that really deeply, especially in this season, because a lot of times what I am noticing, what I am noticing, whether it is in my own self, um, as I talk to my friends and family, as I talk to just people in general, 
I'm noticing that people really are handicapped by their handicap. But what does that mean? People are unable or to an extent they are immobile because they are so focused on their inability to do things because of a disadvantage that they think that they have that to an extent they don't even try, right? Um, here Zacchaeus is, he's a short man, and he probably lived in a world where he was ridiculed for his height. He likely um, was ridiculed for his stature um, as he was growing. He probably was not popular or uh, regarded as somebody incapable of doing the things that tall people could do. He lived with a crutch, um, essentially. He lived with this crutch. He lived with this handicap. And um, the reality is, is that the longer we live with a handicap, um, we, 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 we're, we're positioned to make choices, right? Am I going to let what I am unable to do, am I going to let the thing that I cannot change stop me from accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish? And so Zacchaeus, he had this lifelong challenge that was not going to improve. It was impossible for him to get taller. And his height got in the way of his dream and his vision for himself. And so the Bible says that he ran ahead and he climbed a tree. I want to just um, talk about the motivation that it takes to take inventory of everything around you that seemingly looks too difficult to um, to get beyond and, and making that first decision to move beyond what looks impossible. And I think that a part of what we struggle with in life is that we allow not just what other people say about us to stop us from moving forward, but we allow what we think about ourselves to stop us. And so in the moment when we are positioned to make moves, right, whether it's money moves or professional moves or ministry moves, we start thinking about what we feel incapable of doing. And so when we start thinking about what we feel incapable of doing, we position ourselves really to be unsuccessful. We tell ourselves in so many ways that we cannot do what it is that we are called to do. As Zacchaeus is, is, is presented with a problem that he did not ask for, that he did not necessarily want, and he is having to take this problem and figure out how to use um, what he has to accomplish what it is that he needs to accomplish. His overarching goal is just to be in contact with Jesus. He decides, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So the first thing that he does is he runs ahead. He runs ahead of who? He runs ahead of this gregarious crowd of individuals who are all um, like-minded. They all have the same goal. They all want to see Jesus. The thing is, is that they do not have the disadvantage that Zacchaeus has. So he realizes that if he's going to have an advantage, that he has to do something differently from what everybody else is doing. So he runs ahead of the crowd. That is an important 
thing for us to be considering. Sometimes we can be lost in the crowd and we can be submerged by people. They're taller than us. They're bigger than us. They've got more money. We get this thing in our heart where we want to start a business. And then as soon as we get motivated to start that business, we start thinking about how the market is flooded with so many people who are already doing the same thing. We don't take into consideration what we do well. Listen, there is Coke and there is Pepsi. And there's some people that like Coke and there's some people that like Pepsi. But Pepsi is not going to close its doors because there's some people that like Coke. They're going to decide that we have to find a new way to get people who like Coke to also like Pepsi or to move over to Pepsi or the people that don't even know what they like to start drinking Pepsi. They wake up or, or, or they begin their work by deciding that they are not going to be intimidated by everybody else. They're not going to be moved by the crowd. Zacchaeus is like, you know what? The crowd is thick and I am not going to win in this crowd. So I've got to run ahead. So the Bible says that Zacchaeus with his short self, I do not identify because I am very much tall, but I identify with being handicapped. And so Zacchaeus, he runs, he runs, he goes, and he and and he finds a tree. Now, there's something else that is very interesting that will come up uh, in, in, in the scripture text about Zacchaeus that is another disadvantage that he has. The Bible says that because of his profession, he is looked upon by all the other people that are in pursuit of Jesus as a sinner. Now, isn't that ironic? that everybody is trying to come in contact with the Savior. And, and for some reason, when they see that Zacchaeus finally does come into contact with Jesus, they call him a sinner. Now, that just doesn't even make any sense, right? Wouldn't that, isn't that the way it's supposed to be, that sinners are supposed to be a laser focused on coming in contact with Jesus? But they did not like that. For some reason, when he accomplished his goal, I'm skipping ahead, but when they accomplished, when they seen him accomplishing his goal, they started ridiculing him. They started talking about the person that he was rather than praising and him for the ingenuity and, and, and the work that he did to get ahead. And so let me just stop and let me just pause and say that we cannot do anything for the affirmation of others, especially people that are haters. A hater, their affirmation of you is not going to be for the purpose of, 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 of making you feel like a better person. You got to actually watch folks that are over, um, over uh, complimentary, right? That you got to watch folks like that. And so um, even though um, Zacchaeus would reach his goal of seeing Jesus, he still had naysayers that felt that he was unworthy, even after he was innovative in his approach even after he worked beyond his handicap, there were still people that were like, who does he think he is, right? There, was, there were tall people that were judging him for sure. But there's something that I really love about this scripture. There's something that, 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 that there's an experience that, that, that um, Zacchaeus has for the first time. The Bible says that when he climbed the tree, that Jesus came into contact with him and the scripture says that Jesus looked up at him. Can you imagine that? Somebody that has been short all their life, they have never, ever, ever had anybody look up to them because they've been so short all their life. But Jesus creates this 
environment, this opportunity, so that this man who worked so hard to come into contact with Jesus, who had climbed the tree, that Jesus, rather than looking down, rather than looking over, he looks up in the tree and sees Zacchaeus, and he says to Zacchaeus, hey, I actually want to sup with you. I want to hang out with you just a little bit. The person that was un qualified, the person that was not looked upon by his peers as a worthy to come into contact with Jesus becomes the subject of Jesus' uh, um, uh, affection. The person that was counted out because of their handicap becomes the person that Jesus decides to use. And I'm saying this to say, that no matter what your handicap is, it might make you illegitimate to other people. It might make you uh, um, someone that is a castaway in the eyes of the hiring manager. You might not be the person that the, the, the volleyball captain picks. You might not be the person that generally wins the popularity contest. But if you decide to go beyond your handicap and to work harder than everyone else, I'm here to tell you that you will get the attention of Jesus. And look at Zacchaeus. He gets the attention of Jesus, but it wasn't easy for him. He had to work harder than everybody else. He had to work smarter than everybody else. He had to operate in ingenuity. When he decides that he is going to give himself the advantage, it means that he has to climb. Climbing a tree is not easy. Climbing a tree is not easy. And the thing that he has to decide is that he's no longer interested in the easy route. He's no longer interested in doing something just because it's convenient for him. He realizes that if he wants to reach his goal, he cannot be lost in convenience. He cannot be lost in what feels good. He has to go beyond his ability. He has to go beyond what makes sense. He has to be creative in his attempt to reach his goal. So Zacchaeus is such a wonderful example to us. He's like that squirrel who realizes that all other attempts won't work. So he's got to climb back up the tree to kind of start over. So there Zacchaeus climbs up the tree and he starts over and he decides that even though he's too short, even though he's unpopular, even though there are all these people who have the same agenda as him, he decides that he's gonna stand out by taking the extra effort to climb a tree. What does climbing a tree look like for you? You have to take into consideration what your goals are. You have to take into consideration who you are called to be. And when you decide, when you make the choice to walk in the full purpose and calling, whether it be professionally or personally or spiritually, when you make that decision, it will mean that you will have to take the effort that Zacchaeus takes in climbing a tree. You have to go beyond what makes sense in order to reach your goal. It might mean that you have to move out state, out of state to get a, a, a special degree. It might mean that you have to get a loan in order to accomplish the goal that you have set before you. It might mean that, that, that you have to borrow some money in order to make it happen. Whatever it takes, 
the thing that is most important to know is that just like God sees Zacchaeus, just like Jesus sees Zacchaeus and looks up to him where he is, Jesus will look up at you where you are when you decide that you are willing to go the extra mile, when you decide that you are willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish your goal. That's what happens to Zacchaeus. He decides that I already have been moved by the crowd. I have already lost because I have been overwhelmed by the, this impediment that I have. I've already um, had a challenge with survival um, because of public opinion. And I am deciding to live beyond public opinion. I am deciding to live beyond what people said about me that wasn't true. I have decided to live beyond what people said about me that was true. It starts sometimes with just making the website. It starts sometimes with just asking a trusting friend what they think about a business idea. It starts with, with, with writing down your goals in a journal and figuring out how you might be able to accomplish them. It starts by deciding that whatever it is that stands in your way is something that you can work around. Zacchaeus works around every challenge in his life because he realizes that in order to accomplish his goal, he's got to do something different. He cannot do the same old thing and expect to accomplish his goal. He has a handicap. He has a handicap that has already set him back. If he's going to reach his goal, he's got to do something different. What is that thing that you need to do differently? What is the thing that hasn't worked for you? And it's all, it, 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 we're in this season where God's giving us extra time to go back to the drawing board, to, to, to have our own little personal strategy meetings, to come up with our own personal business plans, to rethink what we have been doing, to we uh, dedicate ourselves, our energy to the things that we're called in. He's giving us this time in this season to be thinking about how we can execute in ingenuity, how we can be innovative, how we can find a way to make it happen. How can you find a way to make it happen? Listen, the first thing that you've got to remember, and I'm not, I'm, I'm guilty for saying the first thing, it's like the sixth thing. But I think that it's important to know that Zacchaeus, if he shall be our example, if Zacchaeus shall be our example, we've got to remember that his motives were pure. He was not trying to get rich quick, right? In fact, the Bible says he was already rich. Um, he was not trying to um, um, uh, step on somebody else's neck in order to climb the corporate ladder. He was not trying to hurt other people so that he could be well. He was not trying to get uh, revenge on people who talked about him. He was not trying to go backwards in his pursuit of his dream. He was just trying to come into contact with Jesus. He was an unlikely person that had to do something unlikely in order to get the attention of Jesus. I love what the Bible says, that God uh, uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. What does that mean? 
why we are focused on conventional things, why we think that all models are six foot, why we are thinking that that, 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 that all models are, are, they look like Tyra Banks. God's raising up a five foot model, right? Somebody that's willing to run ahead and climb a tree. Why we think that all billionaires, um, you know, they're raised in, in, in billionaire families and, and, and they have a trust fund. God is raising up millionaires who just start um, properly investing their money in rental property. And, and, and then they're, they, they run ahead and climb a tree and they get the attention of God and they glorify him. Whatever you are doing, whatever you are doing, it must glorify God. It must bring God attention. The whole point of what Zacchaeus is doing is not necessarily to build his own resume. It's not to make any more money. He already had money. It was not to be seen as important among everybody else. He already knew that that wasn't going to happen. His motivation was to be with Jesus. And Jesus honored his motivation. Jesus honored his effort. Jesus honored the work that he put in. Jesus honored that he ran ahead. Jesus honored that he climbed that tree. And guess what? He will honor you when you climb that tree. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Season with Salt, episode 43. If you like what you heard, will you please do me a favor and rate this podcast, share it with your friends, your family? I'm fortunate to note that this podcast is available on 11 different platforms. So whatever your favorite platform is, please take the time to um, share with others. I believe that these um, episodes are inspired by God. I believe God is glorified by them. And I believe that those who listen will be edified. So why don't you share uh, this podcast with someone who you think um, would benefit from it? I want to thank you all uh, for taking the time to listen to the podcast and uh, look forward to connecting with you soon. Uh, please, um, you can find it in the bio um, the episode notes, how you can contact me, how you can follow me. You can always go to my website, dominiquebomonte.com. You can check out the podcast at dominiquebomonte.com forward slash podcast. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at SWS podcast on Twitter, the SWS, SWS, the podcast, uh, and on uh, Facebook at SWS, at SWS podcast. Um, and I am looking forward to connecting with you. If you're a podcaster and you want to connect, you want to be a guest on the show, um, if you are a person that wants to contribute in any way, I love to rock with you. So again, thank you very much and have a masterful masterful week. God bless you and keep you.